Hello, and welcome to the Howes Social Podcast. My name is Tori, and I'm on the marketing team here at Howes. Our podcast series is designed to offer a glance into the businesses of some of Howes' top home professionals. We will be talking business strategy, best practices, and hearing about some of our professionals' favorite projects. In a few words, Howes is the leading platform for home renovation and design, providing everything homeowners need to improve their homes from start to finish, all in one place. It is a vibrant community and is the easiest way for renovators and homeowners to find the right professionals they need on their projects. If you have any questions about Howes, our podcast, or how to improve your online presence, you'll find all the details in the description. So let's get started. Today I have Jeff with me from Big Bean Construction. Jeff has a background as a chartered surveyor and heads up a team of architects, structural engineers, and all construction professionals in the business. Welcome, Jeff. Can you please tell me a bit more about yourself and your business? Yeah, hi. Good afternoon, Tori. Thanks for inviting us on. Um, so, yeah, as you mentioned, I'm a chartered building surveyor by profession and the founder of Big Bean Construction. Um, essentially, we're, we're a central London-based building contractor and we specialise in refurbishments of all types of residential homes and properties. And we like to think we encompass or cover all, all aspects of the trade and skill sets. So we're all encompassing. Um, we take clients from the very beginning and we see them through all the way to the end of their project. There's no part of the project where we leave early or hand over to someone else. We, we always deal with the, the entirety of the, the whole project for our clients. So it's good because we're responsible and that helps with the clients. They've got one point contact to, to come to us on. To, to come to us on. Absolutely. So how did you first hear about House and how do you use House for your business? Well, I first heard of it through my wife because she was looking at the pictures and going through and just seeing what, what worked well in different rooms. And um, she then said, oh, look, we could, we could advertise on here because the, there's companies similar to ours that, that are on here. And um, it's not, uh, it's uh, like, or I'd say most contractors like us rely on architects and other sort of professionals along with existing clients to help source new leads. Um, but it just uh, it just wasn't enough at the time. I mean, we've probably been with you for or been with House for probably four years or so now, and we weren't just getting enough positive leads and conversions to stabilise the business sort of going forward. So House offered a platform where we we're able to showcase all our projects, which is great because it means people can see everything we've done, see that you're genuine, and see the standards of work that you do, and it helped us transform as a business really it wasn't just a platform um, it allows us to reach users um, who are relative or, or, or are looking mm -hmm. for the type of work that we do rather than just spreading out and advertising on a on a mass scale you can um, identify sort of criteria and, and users that are specific in, in what you need I mean we specialize in refurbishments rather than new build or commercial so it, it allows us to track those sort of people and it also allows these people to find us. So um, yeah, that's essentially, it was my wife who, who yeah. found eyes and advised uh, I, I look at it. So what other types of marketing have you used for your business apart from house? Do you use print, any social, Google ads? Yeah, we've, uh, we don't, although we have tried them. We've, um, we've leafleted in the past it's just a it's a bit of a painful process and uh, it reminded me of my days as a paper round boy 
So uh, <laughs> uh, we didn't really get much feedback from it. And like I say, nowadays it's so much easier to, to use the internet and, and sort of go around leafleting. Um, so yeah, we didn't get much of a result from that. We did try Google Ads, but really it wasn't really that useful for us or certainly didn't turn out to be useful. Instagram is a, a, a useful one for us and we do get success from it. Um, although we see it differently in terms of marketing to someone like the platform we use for house because we use Instagram as daily updates and we sort of just take raw images of site and the projects that we're working on and, and upload them. So it just gives people a flavor of sort of the core business and what we're actually doing at that moment in time rather than, oh, it's a real showcase photo. Oh, so yeah, I'm just scrolling through it now. It's cool how it's kind of like the works in progress and what's currently happening. Yeah, it's it just gives people, I feel, a, a more gritty um, understanding of, of where where we are. And it also allows me or, or someone else to just take the photos on our iPhone and we can upload them rather than thinking, oh, this needs to be edited or look perfect because it's for us anyway, we, we don't use it as that tool. Some people might, but um, we kind of just so use like it. the reality of the job. Yeah, that's it. And it, it's kind of just a, a bit more of a backup and assurance or to give someone confidence if they're looking into us to see who we are. Great, they can look at house and see all the projects and that should give them enough confidence. But if they want more, they can look at a website or they can just find us on Instagram and. I feel that it gives someone much more confidence because they're like, oh, wow, look, they're actually doing that and there they are on site and they're real people working. Um, so we don't really use it as a marketing tool to, to I don't know, find new business, but uh, we use it as a, as a tool just to sort of um, gain people's confidence, I think. We've used and Twitter before, but oh, I'm sorry, not... Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, we have used Twitter and we've got an account, but um, I, I'm not very good with it, to be honest. And I, I just don't have the time. I, I guess I could employ someone to to put stuff on, but it's I don't really feel it's um it, it's that great for us at, at the moment. Or maybe I should look at look at doing it, but we haven't. So yeah, the the most successful and the remaining key area of advertising or marketing for us is definitely the house platform. Um, we we started out with them, and that, that that literally transformed the way we worked and brought in so many new new opportunities for us. Um, people contacting us from abroad, people wanting to write reports on us or put their articles in magazines, all sorts of additional stuff that we never thought people would be interested in. So um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a great platform for us, uh, and that's where we. We sort of budget our, our monies for if we're going to spend on, on advertising and um, over and above thinking about uh, other methods. I think if we just concentrate and sort of stay with one one area yeah. that we can focus on, it's, it works better for us. If you're getting um, the positive ROI from it, that's what matters, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And do you know what? House provides us with, they, they've got a good backup team and a uh, you know, we've got our, our account manager, she's great, she's on it properly and gives me so much advice and business advice with how to help market and advertise. So she's awesome and uh, I mean, how's, I'm sure they provide that for every single one of their, their people or, or clients. So um, 
Yeah, I was work. chatting with her ahead of this and she was telling me about some of the projects that you've worked on. Um, mm -hmm. So I was wondering if you could talk me through maybe one of your favorite projects. I know she mentioned one you were working on in Covent Garden. Yes, yeah. Um, so we're just finishing it actually. It's been, it's been a really long project. Um, it's probably been about three years since I met the client originally. Um, we've never had a project so long, but it took about 15 months to get the project off the ground. And um, then once we started, it was great. It's a, it's a penthouse in Covent Garden. It's probably 3,000 square foot. So it's a large penthouse and it involves a lot of structural engineering, complete strip out. Um, everything has to go up and down five five floors of uh, stairs. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a glass lift, but we can't use that. And then we come out on Shaftesbury Avenue, which is like the busiest theatre street in London. So um, you can imagine taking deliveries and getting rid of all the waste. It's just, it's just been a, a learning experience, shall we say. <laughs> um, but it's been a challenge and it's been a good challenge. And, um, you know, it was really high end. They had all their stonework came from a, a specialist in Italy. And we had all these Italians flying to fit the stonework. Um, we had to carry all the stonework up the stairs. They've got a one ton bath made out of marble. So um, that took about 15 men carrying it up the stairs. Oh, um, wow. So it's, had, it's had its moments. And then uh, we built a new extension on the roof and they made a big roof terrace and garden. So it's, it's been a joy to work on in the sense of being fortunate enough to have a client um, just bend that way and uh, you know allow us to work on that project so that, that's been really really good and um yes yeah, we've just finished we've just done the final clean um the clients aren't able to come because they're stuck in singapore sadly but um oh. we're uh, we're looking forward to getting it photographed and then that'll be showcased on, on house i mean the clients are really happy with it it's it's come together so nice um, yeah, I uh, can't wait to see the photos of that. Yeah, the architect, he's from Spain, so he wants to get the story published and all photographed. So I'm sure there's going to be good marketing prospects um, from that. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, that's been, that came from House. It was just uh, one of our first um, sort of calls or contacts, I should say. And uh, they asked me to come along and take a look. And, you know, it went, it went from there. So, so yeah, what was it that um, took such a long time from when you first got started working on the project with them? Is it just that it's that long of a project or were there like holdups in the planning phases? Yeah, the, the client uh, is a long leaseholder and there's a, there's a freeholder and they had legal issues or basically I think our client had to pay the freeholder monies to get um, permissions to do anything and it just dragged on and on and we kept on going on site and off site. So it's political, I should say. Um, yeah, uh, a whole other side to it with um with leaseholds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, our client, he's a banker and lives in Singapore, and the freeholder is from somewhere else. And I think they just yeah, we're at each other. <laughs> so oh. anyway, they've got there in the end, and uh, yeah, soon they'll get the keys and they'll be in. So um, yeah, oh, that's cool. been. Um, and I was speaking with your account manager, Natalie, and she said you've worked with Kia Designs, another pro on house, on some projects. Can, so yes. I was wondering if you could tell me about that relationship and how you met and how you worked together um, and how you use house to connect through that. Yeah, sure. Um, 
I'd seen Kia on house. She, she, I think she's been on it longer than we have, and um, she's got a great profile. And she was in London, and I, I'd reached out to her initially um, some years ago, and she had responded just saying, "Yeah, um, you know, we can be in touch and perhaps cooperate." And then they had they had an opportunity where they were tendering some work for it. It was another penthouse actually in Baker Street, and um, she put it out to us, and, and we were successful in tendering um and sorry prior to tendering i'd gone to their offices and met with her and their team and you know just introduced myself and um met with them to see how they worked etc um so we we knew we could work together and then we we won that one project through them and um yeah they acted as the project managers or the designers interior designers and and we undertook the work for them it was a it was a tricky project again i think it was up about nine floors and we had this crazy scaffolding that went all the way up from the basement and um the the it was in a managed block and uh the the management wanted everyone to use the the scaffolding to to go in and out of the building so you weren't allowed to go up the stairs or the lift oh, and it goodness. was like highest highest couple than you could ever imagine um, i mean i think after about a day or even half a day the management relaxed and we're like yeah okay that's not gonna work you can use the stairs so yeah we've been getting pretty good at going up and down stairs and taking waste <laughs> <laughs> just hope for it's not when being a windy day yeah that's right oh it was it was a if you had a fear of heights you would no way be climbing up these uh up and Kia Designs, their team certainly were not going to go up there. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so you work with them as their interior designers and you're the build side of the project so you kind of team up to work together? Correct, so they carried out the designs and they issued design drawings to us and they provided a lot of all the second fix materials so they provided the sanitary ware, the wood floor, the wallpaper um, and all the soft furnishings as well. So we basically, or Kia basically created an entire hotel type penthouse flat for her client from nothing, um, including all the finished furnishings. It's as if you were coming into someone's finished home. It's quite amazing. So um, she's obviously got a different level of work and contact with her client. And, and we've got the, the separate side um, just with her. We didn't actually meet the client or deal directly with them ah, okay so she kind of almost brought you in as um like contracting work with you directly yeah in a way i mean it was it was in a, in a way we contracted directly with kia and um she she had the overall contract with the with the client and it worked very well and we've we've tendered and priced several other jobs um with them and uh, I'm sure we'll have, we'll have success success shortly. We actually spoke this morning. Well, we're emailing each other this morning, and there's a current job that we're we're pricing for them at the moment. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. It's been it's been good, and we we hope to continue that relationship. With some of the other professionals I've talked to in the podcast series, we've talked about how it kind of can be difficult to find internal and um, kind of contacts within the industry. So, how do you find those contacts, and how do you build those relationships? Um, yeah, I, I guess it, it can be difficult. You, I guess the two main ways are through through jobs where clients or other architects have subcontracted packages out and you, you might meet a specialist or a, a different type of contractor come on board and you, you can meet them that way. 
or through a platform like House. Um, we've met lots through House now, and um, I have all sorts of different contacts on House professionally, interior designers, flooring, um, we've got an ele electrical lighting team, um, shutters and windows. So that, that there's so many different people that we've met through House, um, and that they either contact us or we contact them, just when when there's a a requirement on a project, and um, it's kind of feels like you're all in in it together because you've got a a connection through House, so people want to cooperate and work together. Um, we've just actually commissioned a kitchen through. Uh, one of the one of the people on house called Wise Turtle, and we, we've done a few kitchens with her. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a good way of connecting and, and meeting other professionals without having to go to a some sort of show or you know looking out uh, or just randomly searching online. And you can see what work they've done, which is great. And again, you you can be like the client in a way and look for you know see what projects they've done, see what reviews they've got. And it helps you choose and select who, who you might want to contact. Absolutely. And um, going back to finding new clients, um, would you say that there that house is the main way for you to find clients, or do you have other networks? Is it a lot of word of mouth nowadays, um, or or how is it that you find new clients? Yes, um, we we get a lot of leads through house. That's for sure. So we do find new clients through house. Um, we also obtain leads from architects that we've worked with over the years, um, and existing clients every now and then will recommend their, you know, us to their friends if they're doing a job. Um, but I would say the majority of our leads come through House now. Um, it's the it's the open platform that seems to be the place where people are looking for contractors or looking for for work to be done. Um, feel confident and uh, can trust someone on, on. so um, it's a it's a great place for us to 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 be sort of visible and uh, and it's global so um, yeah it's, it's it's working well at the minute how about the other side of that what about when you're approached by a client and you're not sure it's the right fit how do you vet them and how do you move forward um yeah it's, it's tricky you, you have to learn to sort of gauge a, a person and ask the ask the right questions um often realistically most of the issues come around trust or or cost um some people are just out for the cheapest the cheapest price and from the start i always say we won't be the cheapest um i don't think we're, we're probably ever the cheapest but um, we don't work on price in that respect. Um, we're, we're not usually the most expensive, but what I always guarantee is that we'll get the job done, and um, we're always there. Um, we always deliver. Um, we listen to our clients, and, and we try to finish and, and meet their their standards and requirements. So um, you know, there's a, there's a cost involved in achieving that, and um, that that's where we stand really on that. And how about your plans for 2020? Obviously, we're in a strange time, an unusual time at the moment. Um, but prior to the whole situation at the moment, uh, what were your plans for 2020? And how do you plan on um, carrying them through and forward for the rest of the year? Yeah, so it's the million dollar question at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, generally, we just plan to stay focused and, uh, and employed 
uh, and have bookings for the year ahead. Um, this year, even with what's happening, is no different than than any other. And um, I mean, yeah, like the rest of the world, we're, we're totally being absorbed and affected by this pandemic. But um, we always just focus on winning projects and delivering. Uh, we keep it simple and, and don't strive to expand and increase volume. Um, we've previously done that and, and taken on five, six, seven jobs all at once. But what we find is it's it's just not beneficial and we we sort of lose control of being able to deliver and give the service that the client needs. So um, we just now try and stay focused and um, win enough projects and keep looking forward to getting our timings right for when we are getting to a stage of completing a project and can start the next and rolling that on. Um, so our goal this year is just to ride out this current sort of storm and jump straight back into the projects when we get their green light. We're, like, like I mentioned before, we're um, we're really fortunate that we, we've probably got three projects, three, four projects that are on hold now uh, as a result of the pandemic. And um, we're still working on just about two at the moment. So, um, you know, we've got work in the pipeline, which is, is assuring. Uh, and it's- Yeah, at least you've got long-term stability and, and jobs you know you've got coming up. Yeah, even if it's only for, you know, the next six months, it's still, that's nice. And that, that's the best you can really get in this industry anyway, when you're doing refurbishments. Um, so it gives comfort and assurance for the men and also for me and knowing that you know we can we can pay the men as soon as we get the green light and move forward again so yeah that's that's where we're at just uh just keep plugging away and uh keep trying to deliver and get some more good reviews <laughs> and uh last question for today what was the uh best piece of advice you've ever been given whether it's professionally or personally oh good question um my accountant, I'll tell you a good one, or, or for us as a business side of things, anyway, my accountant once said, always put 30% of every invoice aside for VAT and tax. And I remember thinking, you're crazy, 30% of every invoice is just, you know, written off. <laughs> but um, it's been a great bit of advice, and uh, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it does avoid a, a massive panic and upset when the tax bill arrives. So, um, yeah, I would say to anyone in any business, uh, I guess it, it varies in different businesses, but for us, yeah, just uh, set aside 30% and then uh, hopefully you'll have a little bit of change in the, in the, in the, in the pot at the end of the year that you can uh, take back out. So, uh, yeah, that's my bit of good advice that someone gave to me and I'll pass on. Great. Well, thank you so much and thanks for logging in to call and have this chat with me today. Again, apologies for the technical difficulties, but I appreciate you chatting through everything with me. Sorry, not at all. Thank you so much for the opportunity and great to chat and uh, stay safe. You too.